Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Seems like taxing has been around a long time. (laughs) It's coming pretty close for a lot of us. But just remember, just remember, if you get so upset about that big tax bill, just just get off of your mind off that and think about if God hadn't blessed you to make that money, you wouldn't have to pay that tax. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This tax was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Lords, we come today. We thank you and we praise you for your grace. Thank you for your, your love and mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you came to this world to give us hope, to give us a chance, to give us an opportunity. And now as I minister your word, I pray that you will speak to every heart here today. Help us all, God, to take inventory of our life, to make sure everything is fixed up with you, that there's nothing left undone. I'm asking for your anointing today. I'm asking for your guidance because I am nothing without you. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So having read those scriptures there, this final message of the series, The Truth of Christmas, I'm going to conclude it with a message entitled, The True Meaning of Christmas. The True Meaning of Christmas. We've talked about the true light and the true message. But now I want to talk about the true meaning of Christmas. You see, church, we live in a world today that most who celebrate Christmas or observe it in some kind of way, have forgotten what it's all about. Amen? We get so carried away with the hustle and the bustle that we become as it was that first Christmas. We find no room for the Savior or even the real meaning of Christmas. Hallelujah. Amen. We think about that scripture, and we think about how bad it was, and here was, here was a young lady, I mean very much pregnant, and being turned away, no place to go, no room. But you know what? Things has not changed a whole lot from then to now, because we're looking at a whole wide world today, when you think about the murders, the killings, and all the evil and the wicked things that are going on in the world today, don't 
blame God. Don't ask, how could that happen if God's a loving God? I'm going to tell you how it happens. It happens when people don't make room for God in their life. Hallelujah. When you don't make room for the Lord Jesus Christ, you open yourself up for all kinds of situations. Think about the people that this time last year was a part of the land of the living. But today, amen, they're not here no longer. Many, amen, were killed. Many were, were, uh, were murdered. And uh, my Lord, I think about uh, what just happened just recently uh, with, uh, with all those children that, that were massacred um, over there with, uh, with this evil that's going on. But I'm here to tell you, folks, i got a solution to the problem. Amen. You know, a lot of times we, we guilty about sitting around complaining about this problem and that problem. Sometimes when you go to church, uh, you hear about all the bad that's going on. Amen. And this thing, uh, hallelujah. But I believe it's time that the church uh, just quits talking about the bad uh, and quit talking about the problem uh, and starts Offering the solution. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today. I got the solution for you and your problem. Hallelujah. I feel them, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We need to make room for Jesus in our lives. Hallelujah. So let's just take a little bit of time right now. Amen. And talk about the true meaning of Christmas. I'm going to tell you what it's really all about. Amen. It's not about the presence. It's not about the glitter. It's not about all those things at all. Hallelujah. Number one, Christmas is about good news. Hallelujah. I said Christmas is about good news. I'm going to take you to the book of Luke chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 8 through 11. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings. <laughs> Glory to God. You see that? I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. Hallelujah. Amen. Bring you good tidings. Hallelujah. For, hallelujah. Amen. Go on ahead to the next one, number 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Folks, as I said just a few minutes ago, amen, you know, I get so, sometimes, amen, I get, well, I just turn off the news, I, I shut everything down because there's so much, amen, of problems and so much things going on today, amen, it's just mind-boggling and, and it, will, it, will, it will get you so down and so depressed, but we're not here today, amen, to depress nobody or to get nobody down, I want to give you the good news. That's what the word gospel means. It's good news. 
If you've ever taken the time to look up the meaning of the word gospel, it means good news, glad tidings, hallelujah. Christmas is all about good news, hallelujah. The angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. See, what I'm talking about today, church, it's not just for just a, you know, a, a few. It's for everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time, and let, let me stop right now. It's time that in this country and in our churches and everywhere that we get prejudice swapped completely out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God created all men. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are, we should treat one another with love and respect. Hallelujah. There, there, there's a scripture in the Bible that asks the question. Now, I'd like to see anybody here who's ever met God face to face, shook hands with him, sat down on a park bench, and, 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 and talk with him physically, you know. We've never seen him face to face. The Bible asked a question. It says, how in the world can you claim to love God whom you ain't seen when you don't love your brother whom you have seen? Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Folks, we got to quit trying to pick and choose who we want to come into the church. I never will forget. Years ago, Sister Darlene and my, our first pastorate, after spending 20 years evangelizing, right? I mean, I mean, man, when we got up there and, and, and we uh, 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 began, uh, began to pastor, the Spirit of God moved. I was running... Running, we was running about 70 people when, I, oh, when we took over. And I promise you, with six, within six months, we walked in on a Sunday morning, we counted 150 people. That place was packed. Man, my, my soul was stirred up. Right across the street was, was a, uh, a set of apartment complexes. And the first thing punctured my bubble is when I got to talking, we, we need to get together get over there in those apartment complexes and start knocking on doors and see if we can get some. I said, there's a lot of kids over there. We need to get them in church. There's when the devil began to stick up his head. Uh, Pastor, can we have a talk with you? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Amen. A few of the men, I said, you know, you know, really, we don't really need to be doing that. And I said, why is that? He said, because, you know, you don't really know the people who live over there. We don't really need that kind here. I looked at him eyeball to eyeball. I said, I said if, you don't need, if you don't need them here, you don't need God here because he ain't going to be here. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. The gospel is about good news. Amen. Unto all men. Unto all men. Hallelujah. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Hallelujah. I tell you, what we need to do is get our mind about souls. Quit looking at faces and look at souls because that's what Christmas is about. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Getting out the good news. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 9 says, O Zion. Now back then, it's talking about Jerusalem, the Israelites, but today Zion represents the church. O Zion that bringeth good tidings, get thee up unto the high mountain. O Jerusalem that bringeth good tidings, lift up thy voice with, the, uh, with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold, or look at your God. It's time for the church to get out of the low places and get high up on the mountain. Get out of the four walls and get somewhere out in the open where you can be seen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Guess what? The rejoicing and the shouting, amen, we had a right out Nobody around in this community saw none of that. It didn't do nobody no good outside the door or four walls. Hello? We got some good news here. Why do we want to keep it to ourselves? Hallelujah. There are people dying and going to hell. And the church has got the answer. The church has got the solution to the problem. Hallelujah. We need to get up on the mountain where we can be seen, where we can be heard. They sung the, the song a while ago, Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain. Hallelujah. I promise you, I promise you, Within three mile a three mile radius of this building this this morning, there's people sitting out there in homes that's experiencing loneliness. They're 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 wondering and worried about what they're going to do about a particular situation. Somebody has gotten laid off right here at Christmas time. Hey, I've been there. I've been there. I know what it's like to be called in the office a week and a half before Christmas and you got and you got three babies and they tell you, uh, we're sorry, but we're gonna have to let you go. I know what that's like. I've experienced that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There there are people right around us that this moment right now are contemplating suicide. I have read in my research that there's more lives taken by their people by their own hands during the holidays than any other time of the year. Because when they look around and they see all the lights and they see everybody else enjoying themselves and, 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 and having this and having that, Amen. That depression devil weighs down upon them and say, how come everybody else has got it all and I don't have nothing? What do I got to live for? I'll tell you what Jesus had to die for. You. Hallelujah. I said Jesus had to die for you. 
so you could live. That's good news. We need to let everybody know about it. Listen, what did he say? Be not afraid. (laughs) Christianity is being choked out of society today. Slowly squeezing the life. Christianity is the only religion that it's all right to discriminate against anymore. All other religions has got rights except for Christianity. And I'm going here to tell you, if you got the guts to stand up and speak out the good tidings, you're probably going to be persecuted for it. You're probably going to be ridiculed for it. But he said, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, behold thy God. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care what they tell me, amen, in the, uh, uh, in the public school systems, amen, there are times, amen, that I still, amen, I'll put on one of, uh, one of my shirts with a message, hallelujah, and I'm driving that school bus, hallelujah, amen. Sometimes I wear, I wear that, uh, uh, that area of hope, uh, you know, dealer, hallelujah, I wear this one and that one, amen. Somebody said, you afraid, ain't you afraid somebody going to have something to say? I'm going to tell you something. Amen. I've been on this thing a long time. I'm 60 years old. Amen. I preached under tents when I had, when I was a kid. That I had people walking up behind the tent. Somebody said, Brother Sam, you better watch. Somebody's coming with a gun. Hallelujah. I've been there. I've done it all. And I'm not afraid. I'm going to declare that God is not Allah. Hallelujah. The prophet is not Muhammad. Jesus is Hallelujah. Church, we got the best thing going. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not focusing on CFC right now. When I say church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. The people of God has got the best thing going. We need to let it out. We need to let it out. Let me move on. I could, I could linger, but I'm going to go a little bit. F- let me go further. Christmas is not only about good news, but number two, Christmas is about worship. Hallelujah. What? How in the world has Christmas got anything to do with worship? I thought it was about giving and gifts and and uh, re-giving the gifts we got last year we didn't like. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. I, th- I thought it was about turkey and ham and all that stuff where church folks uh, tell all those people drinking alcohol out there they're going to go to hell, but yet we'll sit around the big table and we'll commit the sin of gluttony. Woo. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the only, I, I believe it, out of all sins, that's the only sin that we'll do and we'll sit around and laugh about it. Huh? Well, hallelujah. Oh, oh to God. Christmas 
Christmas is about worship. Take you to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to eat turkey dinner. Hmm. We've come, we've come to have the big meal. We, 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 we've come uh, to do this and we've done all. I said, we have come to worship him. Hallelujah. How many understand it's all about him? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. Hallelujah. Amen. So the wise men came from the east. And they came to worship Him. So Christmas is about worship. Hallelujah. There's no better time to worship God than at Christmas time. Hallelujah. Amen. When we praise Him and we glorify, that's what we were doing around here a little while ago. I just begin to think about how God has blessed me. And I mean, I got to feeling good standing up for a few minutes ago and the music stopped, and I was, I was ready to keep going because I was thinking about how God has blessed me. I think about old King David. He said, the Lord is my deliverer, my high tower. He's my shield, my buckler. Hallelujah. If you live for the Lord, it don't mean that troubles will not come your way. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Hallelujah. (laughs) Time and time again, God has stepped in on the scene for me and been my deliverer. That's why I got to worship. That's why I got to praise Him. Amen. Hallelujah. I went, I, w- I, went through a, I went through a struggle just a few days ago. Amen. Amen. Somebody spoke up and, and told a lie about me on something. The enemy try to come in, try to worry and put you in the mind, uh, worry your mind and all that kind of stuff, and get you, y'all. You know what? what what's this going to lead to? What's what's going to come of this and all that stuff? King David said, "You're my shield. You're my buckler. You're my high tower." The Word of God says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper." And guess what? Like every other time in the past, hallelujah, the enemy came shooting in my way, but here stood the Holy Ghost shooting down every one of them. Didn't another one of them touch me, hallelujah. And I walked away vindicated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Sam? I'm telling you, folks, I'm here to tell you by experience this works. 
If you are sitting here today and you know that this works, look at somebody and tell somebody, say, this works. Hallelujah. This works. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This works. Glory to God. Glory to God. Brother Randy, we got a money back guarantee. Huh? That's right. We got a money back guarantee. Mm. Somebody said, "Well, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll get involved and and all that Jesus stuff or not." Well, go ahead, give the Lord a try. Just try him. If you try him, if if you try him and don't like him, the devil will be glad to take you back. Huh? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Paul, if you try the Lord and you don't like him, the devil will be glad to take you back. He'll, he'll greet you with open arms. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I'm trying to preach, brother. Don't get me laughing. Hallelujah. Glory. Christmas is about worship. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Amen. Let's see what that says. Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, he said, but the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers, I wonder why he used that word true worshipers. Huh? He wouldn't emphasize true if there wasn't some false. That's one, that's one thing I remember from, from Brother Hale. He used to preach a, one of his favorite messages was 15th, I believe it's the 15th chapter of John, that Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father's a husbandman. Brother Hale say, true vine. He said, huh? He said he wouldn't have said true vine if it hadn't been a false out there somewhere. Glory to God. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Look at this. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Mm. My. God is looking for people who will worship Him. Christmas is about worship. It's about worship. Worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 24, that same place that God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love to worship God. Hallelujah. I love to worship God, but but let me stop and, and say something right right there with that. There's a difference in worshiping God and serving God. You're not serving God sitting here on your pew on the pews today. Amen. We enter to worship, but we leave to serve. 
Amen. I said we enter to worship, but we leave to serve. Working for God out there, brother, is what it's all about. Amen. Trying to touch some lives. Trying to let your light shine, to be light and salt in this earth. Hallelujah. So, let's worship, but let's also serve. Hallelujah. Third and finally, Christmas is about the impossible becoming possible. Amen. Amen. I said Christmas is about the impossible becoming possible. Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 37. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel said unto her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Verse 37. Read that. That's what the angel told Mary when she says, How can this happen? How can this take place? Hallelujah. I've never known a man. How can this happen? You see, church, Christmas is about the impossible becoming possible. If you are facing a situation in your life, don't don't ever give up hope. Hallelujah. Amen. Hold on. It don't matter. This one say, well, man, that, that, that ain't going to never work out, or this ain't going to happen. It's, that's just impossible. I'm going to tell you what. God specializes in what everybody else says is impossible. Amen. God specializes in what everybody else calls impossible. And when we celebrate Christmas and we talk about Christmas, we're talking about the impossible becoming possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's the key. In Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible. To him who believes. Believe. 
It seems very simple, but it's so hard with a lot of folks to believe, to trust God. We believe for everything else in our life. You go If you want to go somewhere, you go out and, and you take the keys and you, and, and you put the keys in ignition. You turn the switch believing that that car is going to crank. Amen. We believe for everything. Every day. Why can't we believe for God? Why can't we trust Him? Why can't we put our faith in Him? Why do we allow the devil to allow us to doubt that God can do anything? Hallelujah. Amen. I'll amen that one. The devil is a lie. Christmas is about the impossible becoming possible. I want to challenge you today, church. I want to challenge each and every one. I want us to think about this coming week as we approach Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And we get caught up in, in, in all the other things that ha- and the happenings that goes on. Please, take some time to think about the truth of Christmas.